five steps today. Sounds nice. Yeah, I'm fat. Anyways, welcome to the Riot Squadcast, episode 18. I am Ed Rodriguez, and I'm joined always by my co-host, the Airbud of podcasting, Chris Zero Cole Tucker. How's it going, man? You just called me fucking Airbud. <laughs> yeah, man. Like you know, they were like, "Oh, there's nothing in the rule book where Zero Cole can't podcast." Hey, yeah, the galaxy are trying. Um, I'm good. I'm cold. Uh, we're in the still in the middle of a, a, another snowstorm. Um, Snowmageddon. Yeah, it's uh, it's awful, but uh, it was it's beautiful. It's you know seeing a whole lot of snowy dunes and people out saying hi. Some guy actually said howdy to me today, which was strange. Um, but I'm I'm good. I had a nice snow day. No work. Uh, the kids were with their dad, so just got to like chill out and smoke a little bit and go explore Milwaukee and and Oregon. Yeah, see, like I said, like I, you know, that shit looks nice for like a day. Yeah. And then like after that, it's like, oh god, can it just all melt away and not have to put chains on things? And so it's not going to melt. It's not expected to melt until Sunday. Even though it's not going to snow or rain again until Sunday, it's not expected to melt until Sunday because the temperature is going to sit around freezing between today and Sunday. So it'll never get, even though we'll get sunlight, it'll never be warm enough for all the snow and ice to melt. Oh God, that sounds awful. Yeah, it's, it's the, the actual snow day is great. Every other day after it is awful. I'd be like, I just want those. I just wanted to go away. Yeah, and it doesn't, and there's nothing you can do. Like, I, I go to work tomorrow, there'll be four inches of snow on the ground. I'd it's like just, to, I'd like it to, to go away, not unlike Mike McGee going away. Nice. Oh. See, you like that? You like that? Segway of the century. You, you just like right, right. Do you want to hold on? Oh, <laughs> before, <laughs> before you do your Pat Sajak like segues, hey, uh, do you have any? It's not Pat Sajak. Uh, do you have any, any large news you need to cover? Um, so. I would just say keep your eyes on our social medias because uh, we are going to have that ticket link for the San Jose away game in Vegas. Uh, so keep your eyes open to our Facebooks, our Twitters, all Riot Squadcast, and uh, have the link if you guys want to buy tickets to that uh, San Jose away in Vegas. Okay. I've seen that being called the Cali Classico. How is that still possible? First off, that's the dumbest name I've ever heard. But how is that still possible if you're holding it in Vegas? Like, it's in Nevada. How is it a Cali Classico? I mean, uh, hashtag it's so MLS. Should I just? All right, I'll take that. All right. <laughs> I mean, I'll I don't I don't have any other answer for you yeah, other than. It's, it's not your fault. Yeah. I blame Serrano. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Sorry. Uh, my I'm, goodness. Yeah, I'm like six beers into my day, so. Oh, that's this is going to be fun. I, I'm uh, I'm pretty I'm pretty good right now. Yeah, I'm other, all right. I'm other, hanging in. Other than that, I mean, it's you know, it's kind of in the middle of preseason, so we don't really have much going on. We're not even, we're off season. We haven't yeah. even started preseason. I'm yet. sorry. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's pre preseason. Pre preseason. Yeah. <laughs> also known as the off season. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> what, what it's normally called is the off season. No. 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 Pre 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 preseason. Pre preseason. It's called the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, whatever. Fuck you. <laughs> Look, man, it's I'm sad, okay? Why are you sad? Because Mike McGee retired. Oh, now there's your segue. I'm sad. Yeah. No, I I mean, I think we we talked about it in a I don't I can't tell you what episode, but you know, I I was doubtful if um McGee would retire. I was like, "Oh, he's too young. Why would he retire?" I told you he'd retire. And you told me, and I was <clears throat> very much proven wrong. 
and I had no insight. That was no like inside information or sources or any of that. That was just, it's a guy who's as much as I, I love him and I love Mike McGee. It's a guy who isn't playing all that much, even in his, in his bench role, not playing all that much costs a decent amount in an era where the team is, is cost cutting or more effectively spending or whatever phrase they're using. Um, you know what I heard from, uh, I think it was, I was listening to Corner Galaxy and Baxter was mm-hmm. on and he called it, uh, what did he call it? Uh, budget conscious. Budget conscious. I like that. And I think I'm going to use that. I'm budget conscious. I have negative $1.47 in my bank account right now. I'm budget conscious as hell. <laughs> I'm also broke. Like <laughs> you can use multiple phrases for the same thing. I like the way, I like the way Baxter put it. And I was like budget conscious. And I was listening. I was like. I had to write it down because I'm like, oh, that sounds really good. I'm going to use that. No, it's it's good. And look, if we're budget conscious so that we're no longer spending money, we're not going in on a second year on someone like Gerard, or we're not saying, hey, we're going to see if we can keep Keen around for one more year, or we're going to spend, you know, 150000 or 200000 on Leonardo, even though he is third or fourth choice center back. If budget conscious means that, then I have no problem with it. Mm-hmm. If budget conscious means we're going to hire a head coach who has a, a, a 500 record, uh, then that's problematic for me. So it, it all depends on kind of which direction we go with. And hopefully, maybe not this week, but hopefully next week, as new signings are starting to roll through, we'll see which direction we're going in. Most definitely. All right, let's get back on the uh, Mike McGee train. Sorry, I got I got off. Let's let's dedicate this this you know the, this first half of the show talking about the man, the myth, the legend that is Tits McGee. Can I cut in super fast? Oh God, super fast! No, it's gonna be it's gonna be relevant. No, no, go ahead. Um, uh, so as, as we were talking about earlier, I had a snow day, so I'm 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 off of uh, my phone's mobile hotspot. So if my quality takes a hit at all today, it's it's we're, I'm literally in the middle of a snowstorm. So uh, we did our best to try to get a show out because we weren't out last week. Uh, for anyone who you know enjoys us, um, so actually you know bear with us if my connection has any issues today. Yeah, well, you sound good, dude, so don't worry about that. I just wanted to get that in. Yeah, that's true. All right, um, so I just want to give you some quick Mike McGee stats right here. Please do. Uh, 14-year career. Uh, started with the Metro Stars yeah. slash Red Bulls. He was a Metro Star? Yeah, he was a Metro Star. Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah. That's it's, it's so away. weird. Um, and then came to the G's. Obviously, you know, that's where he flourished. Yeah, baby landing trade. Yeah. Acquisition. And then uh, obviously played in Chicago for the year and a half or whatever it was, mm-hmm. and then came back to us. Played in 339 league games. Wow. He had uh, 78 goals, 27 with us, and 39 assists. That's not bad for a forward. Here's what's crazy for me with Mike McGee. He had 27 goals with us, right? Yeah. He had 21 with Chicago in that one uh, MVP <laughs> season. Well, yeah, wait. Didn't he have, um, like, he started out the year with, like, two – Hat tricks and like the first something like, crazy, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But like he was he absolutely on fire for Chicago, and then that second year, you know, it all kind of kind of went to hell. But and then by the way, if don't fact check me because I'm probably wrong, but whatever. Mm-hmm. This show isn't about facts. We're about you know just spouting perception. Out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're we're we analyze what we believe to be true. <laughs> <laughs> it's the post. What do they call it? Post facts. It's a post facts uh, uh, era we're in. That's what this show is about. Yeah, you're not coming here for that shit, man. Come on. You come here. other places. You coming here? You coming here for my sultry voice? Um, smooth, smooth jazz, ninety-four point seven. The wave. The wave. Wow, that was nice, right? <laughs> that was beautiful. That was fucking dope. <laughs> um, 
let's just just drive just dive fingers. into it. This is the the game that made Mike McGee Mike McGee. All right, mm-hmm. the 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 game made him legendary. Mm-hmm. On June twenty fifth, two thousand eleven, bright sunny day, in that shitty shitty shithole, called San Jose, California. I'm gonna take you back. Um, what an amazing day, dude! I was there in the stands on away game. Away game to San Jose is already you're you know you're pumped. But fuck, man, he stepped up so so big. Sure, Jonathan, I wasn't there. I was in Pasadena for Pasadena. the USA Mexico game. Uh, Donovan Ricketts breaks his arm in a ta- in a in a collision. Mm-hmm. Josh Saunders gets baited into a red card by mm-hmm. that stupid a bullshit red card fuckhead Stephen Lenhart. You can't even call it baited. It's a bullshit. It's a bullshit red card. Uh, it was bullshit. It was mm, bullshit. Mm. Mm. He Should was we- baited. Why don't we post the video after this goes out? Saunders throws an elbow, dude. Come on. You can't. He. I was, I was getting ready to say something really awful. He throws a bow. He throws a bow at him, dude. Yeah, I, I'm not justifying it. Uh, he, he, he got I'll justify baited. it. He got I wish baited. he. If, if he threw an elbow, I'll justify it. If he threw an elbow, I wish he caught him in the throat. Oh, I mean, me too. I wish he popped him in the eye socket. Steven Liner, who retired. Fuck that, dude. Yeah. Fuck that, dude. Anyways. McGee finished after him. McGee yeah. finishes after him, gets a clean sheet. A clean sheet. That's what the hell. Right. That's amazing. No, this is the. This was honestly the birth of the legend that is Mike McGee. Yeah, it's 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 not even my biggest Mike McGee moment, um, but it is. That's kind of the the moment that seemed to solidify him for everyone else, solidify that, him for the fan base. That is something that you'll never see. Most main, main, most football fans, soccer fans, will never see that happen in their lifetimes as oh, like fans no. or supporters. Yeah. An attacking player goes out. Puts on, <laughs> puts on a jersey that looked three sizes too big, <laughs> and gloves, and is like, yeah, I got this shit. I wonder if uh, Saunders let him keep that jersey and that he had it framed or something. Oh, he. I mean, I would hope so. I mean, that was the moment. How they? I mean, hmm. marketing, sales, jersey sales. How do you not sell Mike McGee Mike jerseys? <laughs> well, I you don't did, understand you it. D- you did see people get like customized jerseys, right? For, somehow you, they found you, a goalkeeper. You have to jersey? go through Adidas. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah, you had to go through Adidas, and then so you go to Adidas, you uh, you order a Galaxy goalkeeper jersey, and when you customize it, you had to customize it with McGee on the back. Uh, a couple of the the older Larsers had a, a few Mike McGee goalkeeper jerseys. Like they were out there. How the Galaxy didn't sell these, I don't understand. How the Team LA store doesn't sell these, I don't understand. I understand it. We all understand. Well, we it, get it. We but get it why. Yeah, it should have happened. Yeah, but yeah. We all understand why. All right, so you mentioned you have this is not even your favorite Mike McGee moment. Let me let well, me hear your favorite Mike McGee moment. My my absolute favorite McGee moment, and it didn't it didn't last. Um, and I obviously hate talking about it, but it was when he scored in the two thousand nine MLS Cup, and I thought we had it. Like that was the moment I was like, "Fuck, we got this, dude!" This great trip we took to Seattle, and you and I should definitely cover that Seattle trip one of these days. Um, but after the whole trip we had to Seattle and. MLS Cup final, and when McGee scores, you're just like, holy shit. Like, game on. Game on, we can do this, you know. Uh, we took the lead, you know, gave it up, I think, 12 minutes later or something like that, 12, 13 minutes later. Um, but when we first, you know, got that goal before halftime and McGee scores it, you know, that was, I fell in love with him that day. That was that was it for me. And then the rest of that day just turned to shit. And, and then nothing ever happened after no, that. No, that day <laughs> does not exist. And the day ended. Yeah, yeah the day does yeah. not exist ever. Right from the history books. 
um, but that's yeah, my Titsuki moment. You know, and those those are the years where um, this is funny. You know, he really turned it up when Beckham got here. You know, he for, for some reason seemed to really connect with him. When Beckham was on, McGee was on. Yeah. You know, and, and not necessarily vice versa. I mean, McGee had good games without Bex. Um, but when, when Beckham was in and when he was focused and when he was, you know, for lack of a better phrase, trying um, and really kind of had the, the energy going and driving the team, you know, McGee always flourished in those games. They just had this bond. And it says a lot about Mike McGee because he seemed to have the same thing with Landon. He seemed to have the same thing with Robbie Keane. He just seems like this guy steps up. Yeah, who adapts. And we, you know, we miss that. I hope to get that out of Emma Boateng. But it seem, seemingly no matter who you put Mike on the field with, as far as like the big players who could carry their own, you saw Mike get better. And these players made him a better player. And that's, I mean, that's Bruce Arena seeing the talents that this guy has and seeing the pieces that he has currently on the roster and going, this can work. I'm going to put these guys together and see what happens. And he won't get the due that he deserves long time, long term in the history of the team. He won't get the due that he deserves. But for the time he was here, Mike McGee, I think ladies and gentlemen. Uh, with like the, the team itself, I don't think he will. But I think in the fans eyes, I think he will. Oh, definitely. I, yeah, I, I th- hope so. I, I think he'll go down as one of the one of the galaxy greats for sure. He, yeah. He, he deserves to be on there. Two yeah. MLS Cups, what, right? Yeah, 11 and 12, 2011 to the 12 champion. I mean, part of the two two of the best teams in the team's history. Yeah. You know, and integral. Undoubtedly. Integral to the turnaround from 08 to 09. You know, integral to the runs um, in 2011 and 2012. He was, you know, they, they deemed him Mr. November, man. He would always show up in the playoffs. He showed the fuck. You got to remember, like, San Jose. That game that, that we talk about Robbie Keane and how he eviscerated that team, but... You think about the runs McGee's making and how McGee's opening this guy up. I mean, fuck. I'm going to miss that guy. Yeah, man. Honestly. It's, awesome. Yeah. And uh, if we ever do, uh, if we were able to figure out how to be better podcasters and get people to interview, I'm um, definitely going to try to get him on. I've touched base with him or, uh, since he's since the retirement has announced. Still down. Uh, it's, it's just a matter of us kind of figuring out the hardware. Um, yeah, we're but, not good at this. So, you know, and I'll say this. Uh at a minimum, it'll be done by April. How's that sound for you? All right. Yeah, let's say by by April we'll be able to to get him at least Skype called in. That sounds awesome. Is it by April we should have alleviated at least one major problem we have with uh, Skype calls? Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> we'll uh, figure it out. You know, we're yeah. this is new to us, man. We we've never like done anything like this, so mm-hmm. still trying to learn, still trying to do research. Yeah, so. every week it gets better. Peace yeah, man. Peace. Come on. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. So, yeah. Gonna miss McGee. Um, I'm surprised with him announcing his retirement. Alan Gordon still has announced his retirement, but I do that. I mean, maybe he's given it time or maybe you think he's going to try to come back or if he comes back, we're at five strikers. And like I, if he comes back, we're at Gio, Giossi, McBean, Gordon and Lassiter. Let's get Gordon down to galaxy two, man. So it could be like that veteran presence down there. Fuck that. I'd rather you retire. <laughs> Why? I'd rather you retire. Then go out. What do you, come on, then go out, then go out by, I was going to say a team coach by Kurt Anolfo. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, to go out uh, for all this man's accomplished to go out on a USL career, it's not right. I would rather he retire where he's at. All right, man. I mean, whatever. Go out as, go out as a guy who made, who made such a great run at the end of his career, you know, if he's to retire, who made such a good run through the playoffs and that the last couple weeks of the season at the end of his career that he got a U.S. men's national team call up. Yeah, it's pretty Go out that way. Yeah, all right. I agree. 
It just seems yeah. uh, it just seems odd that he hasn't done it yet. Or maybe yeah. maybe he is just giving it a little time between, you know, all the well, retirement talk from from uh, McGee and. Well, here's the other thing: if he doesn't retire and we have five strikers, or say we have four strikers, McBe- I would tell me what you think. I put McBean over Lasseter right now in in the depth chart. Yeah, you'd probably see Lasseter go back down to the G two. So then you would have Giassi's artist and Giovanni Dos Santos up top, and then your two striker bench options are both bigger, relatively slower players. Mm-hmm. Like that becomes a little problematic. I can see McBean and Lasseter because you have your your bigger, slower player, and you have your your faster, you know, your speedy, your goal puppy, um, oh, whatever. <laughs> why do you why do you do Ace. that? Calling him Ace. I like that. Um, but if you if you if it's Lasseter as your fourth, then you have a, a you know a little more rotation. You're getting a different kind of player on the bench. If it's Gordo, McBean is different enough from him, but I don't think it's 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 so different that you put both of them on the bench at the same time. And then if you don't put both of them on the bench, what are you doing with with McBean? Or then you just re-signed Alan Gordon and you're paying him and he's nowhere near the first team. Yeah. So I, I think he has to retire. I think he has to kind of move on. But um, you know, I, I like that he's dragging it out, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I think this team has definitely moved on from from Gordon, uh, especially with the McBean resign or callback or whatever. Um, it's I think it's it's just maybe he's being told by the FO like, look, where our PR is not very good right now. Uh, we have a lot of people leaving. We don't have many people coming in. So maybe uh, just wait a little bit before you announce anything. Yeah, well, I, you know, I would be had, surprised about that. We had a lot of turnover. There's been a lot, a ton of turnover. So. There's still time. I could see them saying, hey, let's not announce he's leaving until we get some more bodies through the door. Yeah. You know, and I think we will get some bodies through the door this week. Um, I think it's good. Well, I don't never mind. I don't think we're going to get bodies through the door. I think we're going to do maintenance. I think you'll you'll hear some contract extensions. Um, you know, maybe you'll hear some Galaxy 2 stuff, uh, some promotions. But I, I don't think we're going to get any players. I don't know why we're not announcing Jermaine Jones. Yeah, that's strange, man. Sense to me. That's strange. I'm assuming he's holding him ransom and, you know, they've traded away. They traded something away for his rights and, and presumably they don't want to get stuck looking like they traded a first round pick for nothing. Um, not that it would really matter, but I'm that's assuming a, they don't want the bad press of it. That's a thing, man. That's the thing is the galaxy should have the upper hand in this negotiation. Right. Jermaine you know Jones cannot, go. Yeah. And he cannot go anywhere in the league mm-hmm. without our permission. And at his age, he's not going anywhere outside of the league. Colorado dropped him. Like, Colorado didn't want him. Well, Colorado is still trying to figure out why the hell we picked him up. Ah, man. Like, the Galaxy are going to trade for him? Fuck yeah. So, I mean, that's that's a bit strange. But I'm, I'm assuming he's going to be signed. I mean, I'm not. I think uh, I think he's. Here's I think he's already signed. And I just, think it's already done. I just don't understand why they're not announcing it. And, I, and I'm sure there's some reason. And we're going to announce a trio of players all at the same time, you know, or whatever nonsense we do. But. I, I can't figure out why there's been such a level of silence for so long now right. that we 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 didn't record a show last week because there's nothing to talk about. Like even we can't fluff for a third week running. Um, you know, now there's some rumors going around and the rumors are all well and good. But obviously you're not going to hear anything remotely concrete out of the club about these rumors. So now we're just talking speculation, which we can do and it's fine and it's fun. But from the perspective of the team. It doesn't make any sense. It's it's confusing, and it seems. Well, and just in this time where you have the whole league kind of making moves, and mm-hmm. uh, and we're, we're just so stagnant, I think that's where 
fans are getting antsy and we're just like, dude, do something. Well, the one do other team. Some, a contract extension is fine. Do something. The one other team that hasn't done anything is the Red Bulls. And then it came out today that it looks like their head coach might be leaving. Yeah. So the, the only other team that's not doing dick is a team getting ready to, to shift from their head coach. We've already shifted from our head coach. Why are why aren't we engaged in in signing MLS players as depth? We traded for this Aguilar kid's uh, rights. He's not been signed. He hasn't been signed. We, yeah. we traded for his rights prior to the expansion draft. He's not been signed. You traded for Jermaine Jones's rights. He's not been signed. Yeah, it wasn't Aguilar. Aguilar was our technically our first move with the yeah, what, the new regime. Like, what are we doing? What? Yeah, I, I don't it, know. It's not. It's not. And we talked about this a few weeks ago. The optics of it all. It's not good optics. Yeah. It looks bad. It looks really bad. You look like you're, you look like you're not to steal a term from the the GOP over the last few years, but you look like you're leading from behind. If you are this star studded diamond organization that you claim to be, you appear to be leading from behind. For all we know, there may be some gigantic signing coming tomorrow. I certainly hope so. But based on where we're currently at, based on today, based on what day is it? I've, I've been. Today is most- Wednesday, the 11th. Based on Wednesday the 11th, as of 7.57, you've done dick. And based on, you know, Wednesday the 11th, you're behind everyone else. Yeah, it, so, it definitely it definitely has a feel of these guys can't get players over the line. Which has to be a concern. Yes. Which ha- at this so. point has... Well, look, at not even at this point, coming into this offseason, as soon as Bruce left, as soon as, you know, once Bruce left and we didn't know who we were getting, and then certainly once, and as much, again, as much as I love him, once Vianas and once uh, Kurt Adolfo were hired, the question mark had to be, what is the, what is this team's ability to get the player over the line? What is this team's ability to say, okay, well, we're going to talk to this guy. We're going to talk to his agent. We're going to talk to his agent. We're going to figure this out. We're going to figure the money out. Don't worry. It's going to work in the best interest of us. If we're doing it, it's taken a mighty, mighty long time. It's taken a mighty long time. Yeah. All right. So let's, uh, you know, we, we brought up uh, the thing about rumors and speculation. Let's, Let's get into a couple of the players who are rumored to the club. Rumors get started. They started by the jealous people and they somebody else is holding. Timex Social Club? No? Rumors? Just me? Oh, we just found our first, our opening song. (laughs) Sorry, I was drinking. (laughs) All right, so let's let's get into some of the smaller ones. Right. We'll we'll save the big one, and everyone knows what the big one is to the to the last. Donovan Ricketts. (laughs) No. Um, this, uh, Gregor Breinberg. Okay. 25 year old, a Ruben. I, lo- I love the idea of signing in a Ruben. Right. I, lo- I, I, I barely care. Like, I think I, I understand. I finally understand the people that are like, Oh, he's got to be a Mexican designated player. I want any player from Aruba so bad and not even depending on what position he plays or how good he is. Just so I can say like, yeah, we got an Aruben. Fuck you. Let's sing Kokomo. <laughs> oh my God. Please don't. All day. I'm not going to sing it. Um, but here's the thing. Aruba, Jamaica. Ooh, I want to take it to Bermuda, Bahama. You know John Stamos is in that music video? Me, Largo, Montego. Baby, why don't we go to Kokomo? Why do we know that song? We're clearly not old enough to know that song. John Stamos is in that music video. John Stamos is a gorgeous man. Oh, that's right. He was on like an episode of Full House, wasn't he? Or like the Beach Boys? John Stamos is on the series. No, no, no. I'm talking like the Beach Boys. Weren't they on like the fucking uh, Full I, House? I never watched it. I watched Family Matters, dude. I'm black. 
I I watch both. Maybe that's just my dichotomy of being multiracial. Okay. okay. I, I watch like the white folks, uh, you know, households, and then well, there wasn't at that time there wasn't any like Mexican family, so we're, we're talking about a center midfielder, and somehow we got to fan the <laughs> <to> full house. <laughs> okay, sorry. Family matters. Yeah, let's let's get, let's get back into it. All right, focus center up, midfielder. Focus up. Center midfielder, young, twenty five. Yeah. Uh, plays for I'm not going to even try to pronounce the the team's name. Yeah, uh, they play in the Netherlands. NEC in the Netherlands, first division, uh, mid table club. I mean, 25 year old, but you know, apparently the captain of the team. Oh, so that says a lot. Yeah, I mean, it says a lot. Um, I'm trying to look. Oh yeah. Um, so I was looking up like who he was because obviously I have no idea who the guy was. Sure. Um, and Wikipedia's uh. They have a, a category with the his playing style. Mm. Uh, it literally just nice. says strength and good with ball. Nice. I looked him up on Football Manager and then decided to just play Football Manager. Yeah, well, it seemed like more fun. I also I did go down like a, a you know Wikipedia hole. Yeah. Uh, before you know it, you're reading about patient zero for cancer. <laughs> Basically. I remember once I fell down a Wikipedia hole and I started looking up, because uh, I, I grew up with the belief that Ricky Ricardo used to beat Lucille Ball. Like, I had always okay, heard this rumor. this is going down a strange path. No, it's it's separate for sure. But I had always heard of this rumor that um, that Desi Arnaz used to physically abuse uh, Lucille Ball. So I, I went on the Wikipedia. I Googled this. I believed this guy was abusive for 25 years. I finally looked it up. There is no mention of it anywhere. Now, I somehow segued from that story to uh, patient zero for AIDS and HIV. And that turned up a hole that went down a dark, dark, dark path that I do not recommend you, you fall down in the least. Oh, boy. Anyway, sorry. Next guy that is uh, rumored to the galaxy. What? You don't want to talk about HIV and AIDS prevention? Oh, man. Uh, no, it's I just think... not not right now. We'll leave that to our other podcast. Later. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, Rom Romain Alessandrini, and I fucking butchered Alessandrini. that. I butchered that. We're just gonna we'll just do it in like an Italian accent, because even though he's French. Alessandrini. Bibidi bobbidi bobbidi boobidi bibidi. Anyways, no, too far. Twenty-seven-year-old winger from France. Yeah. Um. Apparently, very good. One v one uses his pace. Uh, long distance shots. Mm -hmm. Um. It's pretty. I mean, it's looking pretty pretty dope that we, we have a defined outlook of the players we're going to get sure because if, if we get them if we get them but it's looking like all midfielders which is anything is pretty much the position we need right mm -hmm. we don't need I forwards would, as we've said right. we don't need defenders as we've said we're pretty lacking in the in the midfield yeah um i don't know yeah it's the, the thing is like these players have we have no idea it would be right? great if we got them. It sounds like it still to me sounds like players were rumored to because their agents are trying to get a better deal. Well, oh yeah, I mean that's like it still of... sounds like that bullshit to me. We I mean, need that... midfielders. We need a winger. We need a center midfielder. Like it's easy to kind of link various players to us. I hope we get them. I, we could use the depth, and I really want a player from Aruba. I still don't really know why, um, but it just it kind of feels like like agent rumors. I hope to be wrong because we need players. We need players quickly. Um, and I do know that Karofsky had been in Europe over the past few weeks. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I know Klein just got back a couple days ago. So, you know, maybe we were out scouting or, or talking to people. But, uh, you know, France and the Netherlands and maybe Spain 
you know, could be interesting. Is that a thing like uh, that presidents of clubs usually do? Uh, t- the technical director will, which is why Karofsky spends so much time over there. I would imagine if you're trying to close a, a bigger deal, then you could probably see your president go over. Mm-hmm. I don't really know the dynamics of, of how we sort that out. Um, but I do know Karofsky goes, it does a lot of the traveling to secure players. Um, and I definitely know he goes to Europe a lot. Yeah, I just thought that was weird. I just, I just thought about it right now. I was like, why is Klein going to these places? Well, I mean, if you're talking about, if you're talking about like this last one, which, you know, the big rumor is Jonathan Dos Santos, uh, Gio's brother. For the amount of money that's been discussed, I would imagine you would need Klein over there. Because if it doesn't work out, it's going to be his ass on the line. Yeah. So I, I could see him going over to, to sanction, you know, whether it's a big money move or trying to figure out a negotiation. Uh, I could see you saying, OK, well, we're going to, you know, we're going to send in the big guy since it's not a situation where like owners can call each other because Phil Anschutz isn't going to be bothered by this. He's busy giving money to organizations that don't like gay people. Allegedly, oh, allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. Come on. Alleg- explain to me how you can say. I didn't give I didn't give money to those organizations, and also I have stopped giving money to those organizations. <laughs> okay, that's no one true. read that. Yeah, no one read that before he said it or before he 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 sent it out. No, that's so. Totally, yeah, I totally found that funny. Where he's like, "Oh yeah, I don't give money to these people." Okay, but at one I point do. that my my companies may have given money to these people. I don't give it to them, but when I find out that I give money to them, I stop it immediately. But okay, I mean, and this is me speaking as a guy who has nowhere near the money that that guy has do you do you think he knows where all his like finances go to like do you Um, think he has a hand in every single one of them well i mean and i think he had a hand in that one i'm not gonna say he has a hand in all of them i'll say he definitely knew where that money was going this wasn't the first time that this has been brought up about him and it's apparently it's it's a very regular thing and like his his political leanings give more to that to people more likely to do that we'll say you can obviously research it more if you want but his political leanings tend more to the people more willing to give money to organizations that are against gay marriage and 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 about you know burning the planet to shreds uh he seems more in favor of that so i think he knew where that money was going um i don't think he knows where all of his money i don't think he knows whether we sign kofi opare or sean franklin but I think he knows whether he's giving money to controversial organizations. I'll, I'll say that. All right. We're never getting press passes. Oh my god. We're, we're this is the the most tangent podcast we've ever had. Tangential. Yeah. Whatever. Fuck it. So yeah, the last rumor. Jonathan Dos Santos, man. There okay. You go. Right, let's get into it. So he he's reported to make around like one million. Avirial. Avirial, but. This whole like twenty million dollar buyout clause. So it seems like, from what I've read, it's an escape clause. Escape so, clause, yeah. Because uh, again, not not trying to like pimp someone else's podcast, but uh, Corner of the Galaxy just had a, a a really good show with some like UCLA professor who knows Steve, like Stephen Banks. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, it was such a good. It was a good episode. Yeah. Um, and I was just he just threw out numbers, and I'm like, I don't know what the fuck's going on anymore. It was like the same thing when uh, Wendy just confused me with all her numbers about Jermaine Jones. I was like, right. I'm just going to let someone else uh, speak right now because I have nothing to say. Well, I listened to it. And I'm like, why is no one screaming yet? Why is, why is no one angry? <laughs> what yeah. is with this logic and math? 
Uh, but apparently, yeah, like that's a big thing in Spain is because of the, their tax laws. Is mm-hmm. they usually have big uh, exit clause for their for their players. Well, the chief difference is if it's a um, if you're terminating a contract, then or sorry, if you're uh, uh, if it's like an escape clause, then you would have the team, the galaxy would be able to go out and buy. I think they said twenty million, right? Yeah, it's twenty million the, euros. The galaxy would be able to pay Villarreal twenty million euros, and there's nothing that Villarreal could do. But in this case, my understanding anyway, is that Jonathan would have to pay it out, I think. Like, so he would have to come up with the cash to cancel out his contract. And again, could be wrong, not the place for facts. Um, but my understanding is he would <laughs> just facts all of them. Uh, he would have to pay it out. So I would imagine we would have to give him the money and have him go pay it out. And then he's free to do whatever he wants and then hope, hope that he would honor his agreement with us and sign an agreement with us. Where presumably he's going to make a, a you know a raise. I I quoted it at like two maybe three million dollars, because he's still a Mexican designated player in Los Angeles who was recently playing with Villarreal and is currently still in at least the national team mix. So if you're giving him, this is going to be my best saddest attempt at like Wendy's math. <laughs> if you're giving him three million a year and you're paying out twenty million dollars for his escape clause. I can't imagine you give him less than a five-year contract, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's a $35 million investment on on one player who's, for the most part, going to tap into a fan base that you've already tapped into because we've already signed his more marketable brother, right? Like, between the two, I assume Geo is the more marketable, right? Without, without a doubt. So unless it's re- it's actually on-field ability, what are you paying $35 million for at this point? Like that's the that's my only holdup with the deal. I I don't, I don't and especially care that he's from Villarreal. I don't care that he's Gio's brother. I just don't understand thirty five million dollars for his, it, what must be his on field ability, given that you've already tapped into the market that you're going to tap into because of Gio. And then especially when you hear the rumors of uh, like a player like Darwin Quintero who wants to come to the league, mm-hmm. but they're scared off because of his ten million dollar or nine million dollar uh, fee that Club America wants to recoup. Right. And you're like, well, I'd much rather take Darwin Cotero over Jonathan Dos Santos. Well, the thing with with Jonathan is so the 20 million is if we're breaking his deal, if Villarreal doesn't want to sell him and we're breaking his deal, then 20 million is the, the quoted price, at least of right now. Uh, presumably, we could still negotiate a transfer fee that's less than that. Um, but Villarreal, I would imagine at this point, has to know the Galaxy want him, has to know that the Galaxy knows the escape buyout price, whatever. Um, and they're negotiating from a position of strength for a player that they still use. I mean, he was on the bench, what was it, today or yesterday um, for their uh, their Copa del Rey match. So he's in the mix. There's no reason for them to sell him outside of the fact that we want him. And if they know we want him, I'd imagine they get a pretty good price for him. Yeah, I mean, do you think it's – well if – I, I, this is all speculation and I hate it. None of that we, sounded yeah, like English because we have no fucking idea of what's going on. Like we can't, we don't know if they're going to pay $20 million for a player. If they're paying $20 million, they're not going to pay, they're not going to, no, no, they're not going to pay no way million pay. to get him out. It's not going to happen. Okay. Then what are they paying to get him? But we won't know that. We won't we probably, we probably won't ever know that because it's MLS and they yeah. never release numbers. Six. I say six or seven. I mean, I, w- I wouldn't even have a problem with that. Um, he's 26 years old. If you sign him for five years and you get five years, hopefully of, of worthiness out of him, if you get five years of, of commitment and ability, since he seems to be 
pretty fucking talented. Yeah, no, uh, I agree. I don't have a problem with five or six million as a transfer fee and three million a year. Twenty seems ridiculous. Twenty seems crazy, um, and it seems crazy to spend twenty million on you know what basically equates to a transfer fee for a player when Kurt Anolfo, like Kurt Anolfo, is the head coach of a team with a player with a twenty million dollar bio clause. Like I don't. His his signing continues to baffle me, and I know it's a separate topic, and, and I'm going to let it to the side. I just don't understand that kind of financial investment when you went cheap on your head coach and you went cheap on your general manager. Yeah, I don't. It's weird. It seems it seems like like um, split personality. Like we don't know we don't know where we stand. We don't know if we're a team that's watching our money, or we don't know if we're a team that signs superstars and all stars, um, because we clearly go cheap in one aspect, but we at least appear to be going out for what would be a big fish. And he doesn't even seem like that big of a fish to me. It's just a big fish because of the money that's going to be attached to him. No. And I mean, in a heartbeat, I would take Jonathan Dos Santos on your team. He's a, a he's a really good player, but well, who I mean, is, if, who's going to be better than him on our current team on, I mean, on a current team mm-hmm. in the midfield. Yeah. No one. If he's willing to play holding, if he's willing to sit back, Okay, well, you have, here you have Jonathan DeSantos and Sebastian Legette in the middle like that. That's a pretty decent, damn decent midfield pairing. Here's the thing where I was, so I was getting some advice from uh, one of our friends who mm-hmm. is a Mexico national team fan and watches a lot of Mexican football. He says that um, he is not a center midfielder. Like Mexico tried it out and it did not go out well. He is a winger. That's this is information, second information. So, you know, whatever. so if he's playing, so what? He's He'd be playing right wing? Um, I mean, from what? You know, our friend was telling from what it. We're being told. Yeah, from what we told, I don't watch. Yeah, I don't watch the Mexican national team. I don't watch Villarreal. So, what we told, he is uh, he's a winger. Okay. So then you would have a midfield of of what? Jonathan Dos Santos, Jermaine Jones, Sebastian Legette, and Emma Boateng. Yeah. If if you sign both Jones and Dos Santos, oh, we're signing. Yeah. Okay. Assuming. <laughs> ass- sorry. Assuming that happens. I, I'm sure that came across, but assuming <laughs> just I absolutely scoffed on it. Assuming we sign Jones, which we're going to, and assuming we sign Jonathan DeSantos, I think Jones is the weak link in that midfield. Um, if Emma keeps, if Emma keeps the the pace of where he was he was going, uh, Jones is your for me is your weak link. Um, I think that could be a successful midfield. I think we have very good strikers. I think we have very good defenders. Um, our goalkeeping situation is still a little questionable. Uh, we could do with one more center back, even depth. Um, but yeah, I guess it would be the makings of a really good team. The midfield is just such a big question mark. And and that's why it's no surprise. Every player we're linked to lately, um, is, is a midfielder. Yeah. Because we're, we have, we have so many holes, uh, specifically in the midfield. Um, yeah, I mean, mean, I I can see that if he's a winger, I can see it. I mean, that's our biggest concern is going to be the midfield. And I don't think Jones can go a whole season anymore. And I don't know. And as 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 much as I as I really want it, I don't know if Legit can be the guy who's going to be, you know, the playmaker. Well, that's the question. I want him to. I really want him to. He hasn't got a ton of time. Yeah. Which which begs the same question with Emma. He hasn't had a ton of time on the left where he was the guy where he was having those playoff performances. Mm -hmm. But Emma and Steris, for us to be successful. Those two need to c- carry on what they were doing from the playoffs, specifically Steris. But I think if you know if Jonathan is playing on the right wing, and I always love a player that can play multiple positions, um, because if we're in a pinch, you know, 
take what take Jones off. If we're if we're down a goal, take Jones off, move Jonathan to the center next to, to Sebastian and bring on Mendiola and then have four people across the midfield that could go forward and attack if we needed. Yeah, I could I could see it. No, you know, I mean, uh, I, if that happens, I mean, I, I'd be pretty optimistic about the season. The money is the only thing that makes it hard for me. Yeah. And, and not makes it hard for me because, look, you're at the end of the day, any person that says, oh, what? You're spending how much on a transfer fee? We're spending Phil and Schutz's money. It doesn't really matter what the number is. Yeah. I the mean, only number that matters is the, <laughs> not, is the salary. <laughs> I'm not I'm not putting up a million dollars or six million dollars to, to pay for a player. Yeah. The ticket rep who who may not have a job next year because of, of alleged cost cutting or what, what was the phrase? Um, it uh, was uh, oh, shit. Budget effectiveness or something like that. I don't know. Look, you who listen to this, you know. Um, <laughs> budget conscious. I got it. I budget it conscious. There, there you go. Everyone's like yelling at us right there. They're like budget conscious, you, you stupid, stupid idiots. <laughs> you said oh. it twenty minutes ago. Yeah. <laughs> I got an excuse. Well, I'm just you know dumb. I got a compliment that I, I I'm actually really good at podcasting despite you know being stoned. What you're really good at talking? What? How dare you? If anyone knows Chris, he, all he does is fucking talk all day. Doesn't shut you should up. Be- you should be really good at shutting the fuck up. I am. That's why you, That's why it's you for like 40 minutes out of the whole like 55 minutes. That sounds fair. Yeah, so, basically. Yeah, it could be good though. It could be a really, really good yeah, move. I, I, mean, I don't just, understand the money. My uh, only could... my only concern, and it's not it's not any of the Dos Santos brothers, it's the Dos Santos father. That guy I've heard about this. Is 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 rumored to be a giant dickhead. I mean, obviously, he has the best interest for his sons, obviously. Which he should. Which he should. Yeah. I but don't care about that. It's my, it's my only concern that he gets, say, uh, Jonathan does sign. Mm-hmm. And you have a very, very powerful guy in Zinho, which is the, the Dos Santos Zinho? father. Zinho? Zinho. Yeah. Because he's Brazilian, uh, right? Yeah. Okay. So I'm just afraid that he might cause a huge headache in the in the locker room. And in the, in the back room, I mean, do you see he so he has a problem with something. He has a problem with substitutions or, you know, Geo got kicked or Jonathan got kicked and he thinks they should be subbed off and they don't get subbed off. Do you think that guy respects Kurt Anolfo? Hell no. Do you think that guy backs down when Kurt's like, hey, man, hey, buddy, this is my hey team. guy, this hey, is my team, this is my team, sir. I'm going to have your son running laps if you don't get out of my face like. Hey. I hope it works. That's my that's my only concern, really, is that guy just becoming a headache. And we have a history of giving over the organization to very powerful people in relation to our designated players. Well, I mean, on the day the the day of the anniversary, the ten year anniversary of Beckham, of the Beckham right? signing, yeah, mm-hmm. like where, we have a history of giving our team over, <laughs> where his folks literally took over the team, yeah, well, and kind of ran it into the ground for a little bit. So the hope, the hope, is Klein is stronger. And that, uh, you know, Pete is stronger and that they have a backbone and they kind of stop this guy. And again, we're just nego- we're just talking about speculation because yeah, it's all rumors, done yeah, it's all rumors and bullshit. Um, I Wait. know that they want Jonathan. I know that they want Jonathan in a big, bad way. Bad. They uh, want him bad. But, you know, we'll see. It would be a huge signing for them. It would. It, it's it's despite the money. It seems kind of lazy to me. Do you it think it's like you literally went like, hey, Gio, do you think your brother would come? Yeah. But, Do you yeah. think it moves the needle at all for attention for the club? How? 
Like you're tapping into the exact same market. That's what I'm asking you. So not at all. You don't think it is? No, I I wouldn't say not at all. I think it moves the needle in as much as there was a player with a high price point and we went out and got him. We got a player with a high price point over the line. At the number that we're currently hearing, and again, the number may come down drastically. And if it comes down drastically, then then all the more impressive because you got them down from 20 million. Yeah, but we can only work off that 20 million. But working off the number that we have, if it's 20 million, then you are wildly overpaying for Jonathan Dos Santos. If you get him, if you get him over the line, it's impressive that you took a player from a team who wanted to keep a player. Um, but the amount of money that you're spending on that player um, is very high, is is high. I would expect a Giovinco for us paying a twenty million dollar transfer fee would, yeah. it, would basically equate to a transfer fee. I would expect a Giovinco. No, exactly. And I don't think he's Giovinco. Mm, I don't think so either. But yeah. very He's good not. player, very good player. But I don't think I don't think a Giovinco uh, level player. No, no, not by a stretch. No. It'll be nice to have a player who's decent at free kicks if we get him. Uh yeah. I mean, if we could be good on set pieces again, that'd be kind of nice. Just, yeah, I'd, uh, just once before I die, <laughs> I would like, just once before I die, I would like to see uh, a dead ball right outside the box and me go, oh shit. Just yeah, like you that. have. You have that holy fucking shit moment. Mm-hmm. This yeah. oh, this is gonna be. I do remember Beckham's free kick against DC United though. Oh, that first one, right? In the Superliga, yeah. I remember him standing up on that. I was like, oh, he's gonna fucking sink this. He's gonna, he's gonna, he's got this shit. So that was nice. But well, all right. good. Let's talk about something the Galaxy have actually done. Because really quick, how so? How do we sign? How do we sign Jonathan Dos Santos as a, wing, a winger and uh, Alessandrini as a winger? So are they, are we then putting Boateng on the bench? Um, you'd probably see maybe they try Jonathan in center. center midfield. Yeah. So then, if you're trying Jonathan at center midfield, what are you doing with Jones's rights? Uh, I mean, I could I would tell him to fuck the right fuck the right. Oh God, I can't I can't talk today. I would tell him to fuck <laughs> off. I I I don't want to. I don't want them to sign him anyways. He has to be. Jonathan has to be signed as a right winger, right? Like if you're going to believe Klein's bullshit about trying to get players and I call it bullshit because it's bullshit. But if you're going to believe Klein's bullshit of we're signing designated players that fit the team that we're in. If you if you're playing Jonathan anywhere besides the right wing, if he's playing in the center midfield, then you traded for Jones's rights for nothing. But if you're playing him and Jones in the middle, then you're pushing Sebastian to the left wing. And if you're pushing Sebastian to the left wing, you're pushing Boateng to the bench. So if he's signed for anywhere else other than to be our primary right winger, doesn't that throw everything else you just said about signing players that fit the team we have kind of, you know, out of the window? Yeah, no, I definitely think I think they're going to sign him as as are the intentions of, of bringing him on as a winger. And then hopefully you can maybe sign that Gregor Brianberg guy as a because, you know, Jones is probably not going to be able to last all season. Yeah. And so he sounds like good depth. I'll take I'll take, you know. The Arubian players, Aruba, Aruban, 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 a Ruben, like a like a sandwich. I think I'm hungry. Hey, I'm hungry now, man. Speaking of Rubens, I just had enchiladas. Oh, you bastard! On I mean, a snow day. Sounds pretty awesome. It's a business. All um, right, so let's let's talk about some. Uh, speaking of business, uh, a little bit of Galaxy business. The only type of business they've done in the what what is it month and a half now that Bruce Arena has been gone. Oh yeah. Since you've been gone. Um, so Onofo has announced his uh, coaching staff. Mm-hmm. And of all people to bring on as assistant coach, 
He brings Ante Razov. Ante Razov. What an asshole. What an asshole. I think it's my, my computer autocorrected his last name to Razor, by the way. I'm just Even looking at my better. notes right now. Ante Razor? <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, this guy is uh, is uh, notorious for being uh, but to butting heads with the, the, the Riot Squad. Yeah. Well, he seems to be happy to be back. So. Yeah, I mean, you know what? He was, he's, he was with the club before, 96 mm-hmm. original. Mm-hmm. Uh, was a Jesus assist, uh, not G- assistant coach, uh, youth yeah. coach. Oh yeah, yeah. He was a youth coach b- before he joined Seattle in 2015 as their assistant coach, and then came back this year. Yeah. As an assistant coach for Cardinalfo. Mm-hmm. Uh, also joining him is uh, his uh, G2 coach, Rob Becerra. I'm assuming that's what his last name is. I was like, it's got two R's together. I'm gonna let Ed say Becerra. Yeah. Okay. You got to roll them R's, son. <laughs> sound like a soap opera like a telenovela <laughs> mi amor <laughs> no and, no me uh, digas eso ooh. yeah that's uh, the most spanish you're gonna get out of me there you go that's it <laughs> and then you have also promoted is the the galaxy co- uh two goalkeeper coach daniel mm-hmm. gonzalez um so those he's two goalkeeper guys coach now or yeah, is yeah. he like a he's, okay. he's gonna be the goalkeeper coach so yeah. you have uh two of the guys from the g2 being promoted to the first team mm-hmm. and then you have ante razov coming in um, already right there, you're kind of being more cost effective when you don't have 6,000 assistant coaches as Bruce Arena had 20, $20 million escape clause for Jonathan DeSantos. Uh, okay. We're, we moved on. All right. No, no, hang on. $20 million escape clause for Jonathan DeSantos promoted Anolfo from G2 promoted Rob from G2 promoted Daniel from G2 signed, uh, uh Ante Raza from what? Seattle. Yeah. Seattle. $20 million as an escape clause. That's what, this is how this is. How we function. Hey, man, but in, if, you, if you, if you, use, you know, if you scrimp and save on one end, you can spend more at the other end. It, it reminds me of when I was a kid and like I wanted to, I wanted to, I remember, God, it was like 1997. My brother and I wanted to buy a VCR. So we saved all season and then we blew our money on the best VCR as if it mattered. And then DVDs came out like two months later. Oh, they, uh, li- like the next year, <laughs> like literally the next year. It's, it's the same. It's, you know, hey. What a stupid asshole little kid you were. Yeah. Well, there you go. You know, we, we make we make dumb decisions. Yeah, I know. Hey, we're kids. We make stupid decisions. Yeah. We we spent our money on a VCR and then Bob Bradley got fired. So. But but you really wanted that copy of uh, D2 on VHS. So I still want that copy of D2 on VHS. <laughs> I, I actively See, we, <laughs> want that, that's, that's who we need. We need fucking Gordon Bombay to to take over as Galaxy head coach. Oh, absolutely. In a heartbeat. <laughs> In a heartbeat. <laughs> I mean, so this is kind of, uh, I mean, we kind of see the writing on the wall. You you kind of get uh, coaches who come in and bring their guys in and obviously probably going to promote from within. Mm-hmm. So you get the, the, the new assistant coach and the goalkeeper coach from Galaxy 2. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you get Enter Razov, who, you know, was already familiar with the Galaxy. Um, not too long ago, was a, was a youth coach. So, I mean, you kind of have... Him from pretty familiar with the team, so it's again, it's it's bringing these former players and bringing these guys who are within the club to kind of be promoted. I just hope it works. Yeah, which is the case with anybody. Um, because if it wanna, works, imagine if it's hope. successful. Imagine if we win MLS Cup, though. Look how much money you saved on Bruce Arena, uh, uh, Dave Sarakin. And if you're and you, if you're someone who's like, oh, I hope these guys fail, then you're kind of an asshole. Like you need to get the fuck out of the club. Yeah, come on. If you're ever hoping anyone fails, if you hope. You know, any person that was like, oh, I hope Beckham sucks. It's like, well, I hope he gets injured. And it's like, okay, well, I hope he stops being a dickhead and becomes helpful 
because if you want someone who makes a third of your roster to get hurt, like there's something wrong. If you're looking for another human being to get hurt, there's something wrong with your brain. Full stop. If you want someone who plays on your team to do poorly, I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with me. If you if you want someone on your team to do poorly, like, you know, I've need to get your shit together. I've wished uh, Stephen Linhart many, many days of uh, being hurt. That's fair. Yeah. Guy's a dickhead. I don't count him as a human being. Yeah. You know, he's a piece of shit. Yeah. Fuck you. you Yeah. It's it's a weird it's it's cheap. It's cheap. Let's call it what it is. It's cheap. So I mean, you're not, it works. You, you, you know, you look at the, for, for one thing though, you don't have uh Kurt doesn't have a, an adult son who needs a job. So that's, that's, that's a great move. That's one uh, salary you're not paying already. Yeah, no, that's, it's a, yeah, look, that's a, that's a great, great move getting uh, Bruce's family off of uh, the paybook. Now the U S men's national team pays for him. And somehow that feels like less my problem. <laughs> well, it is. I mean, it's like, I feel like I care about it less, you know, because well, it's, you know, it's the national the, team, you know, here's the thing should be fired in four years, day in, day out. You're, you're more thinking about the galaxy than you are the, the U S men's national team. Easily. The U S men's national team forces me to celebrate when Sasha Kleshin does something good. Yeah. The galaxy will never do that to me, even if it's because we failed to sign him. Oh God. Let's not bring that up again. I swear I'm positive today. Bring up something positive, Ed. Bring up something good. Just to end it on something positive. Um, you got nothing? I got nothing. Uh, we, as of <laughs> at least some point today, I got you. At least some point today, our podcast should be on Google Music. We finally got approved uh, in the podcast section for Google Music. So, Well, let's, let's, uh, let's, let's get it right. We didn't get it finally get pr- approved. We finally you know, got off our lazy asses and did it. You fuck with. That was going to make us sound so much better. What's yeah. wrong with you? Oh, well, I mean, sorry. Take that shit out. <laughs> no, leave it in. Leave it in. No, no, it's, yeah, it's, it's awesome. We're finally on Google Play, man. That's it's pretty fucking dope. Yeah. So if you're an Android uh, user and you use Google Music for all of your music listening or even your podcasting, um, we should be on there soon enough. So uh, we got approval that said we should be on by the end of today. If not, you know, obviously check back tomorrow. Or whenever you've listened to this, just go check. Um, but for me, that was because uh, I'm an exclusively an Android user. So for me, that was a, a, a good piece of information today. Yeah, but you already have you're like your. Yeah, I'm, like, anyway, I'm not going to shit on it. I mean, on a positive note. Fuck you, man. <laughs> I wouldn't totally shit on it, but I just want to leave it like, at that. Oh, shit. I had to go to work today and it was hot. And it's uh, like, you know what? I froze my dick off today, uh, Ed, but it was beautiful. All right, man. All right. Well, where, they, where can they find you on social media, sir? Uh, at zero cool one three eight. Although I, I'm now private on Twitter, so request to follow me, and I'll, I'll let you follow me. For Wait, a while. why are you private now? Oh, bro, I got I got shit going on. I'll tell you all about it when we get out of oh, here. Oh, dish, yeah. bitch, dish. All right, so, well, you can find me at Ed the Zombie uh, on Twitter. Uh, you can also find us at the Riot Squadcast on Twitter and Facebook. Please go like and share our page on Facebook. Also, please go and subscribe on your iTunes and all that. And please uh, give us a review on iTunes all and all that. Uh, five stars, please. Someone gave us a one star. You know that, right? I, I, I saw that. Someone gave us a one star. I, wanted, I want that person, if you're still listening, you little dicked asshole. If you're still listening, tweet us. I want to get drunk with you. And then I want to challenge you to a cage match. I guarantee that's one of our friends who's just like, I'm going to be a dick to these guys and give them one star. Oh, it's someone who hates Shinsuke Nakamura. That's definitely what it is. Oh, well, they're no friends of mine. No. I come into the room like, what's up, bitches? Kinshasa. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Um... 
Anyways, buddy. All right, That's man. Friendship. You're getting no. You're getting back into it, right? Um. Yeah, I saw that match you you sent me. That was pretty fucking dope, man. Which one was it? Kin, uh, Shinsuke versus uh uh. Oh God, who was it? Shinsuke versus Kota Ibushi. Yeah, that was the one. So I said, so I'm trying to get Ed back into wrestling. I watch wrestling pretty religiously, uh, mostly WWE, uh, NXT, but I've recently fallen in love with New Japan Pro Wrestling. So I showed Ed uh, to, we have a, a few listeners who are in uh, what I've now titled the Banner Club um, because, you know, Galaxy wins their championships, bro. Um, and they recently got me into New Japan, so I'm, I'm moving on to Ed. So if you want a, if you're looking for a great, amazing five-star match, go to YouTube Shinsuke Nakamura versus Kota Ibushi, Wrestle Kingdom 9, or Okada versus Kenny Omega at Wrestle Kingdom 11. Phenomenal matches. Change so, your life. So it was my first uh, viewing of a wrestling match in probably like 10 years, I think. Probably mm-hmm. more than that. Uh, my first ever matches I saw about J- Japan wrestling. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very different. They, they, it's, it looks like they really fucked those guys up, right? Uh, yeah, dude, they're really. F- uh, anyways, no, but it's it just aesthetically, it's different. Yeah. Oh, um, it looks it looks more like a fight. So when yeah, and when you're when you're used to watching like uh, WWF growing up and WWE Rings when they, remote. yeah, you, you're used to like the fans being kind of like five feet away from the ring at all mm-hmm. times, and in J- in Japan it's just like a thousand camera people and photographers. Okay, so in Japan they're usually right up close, just like in in WWF. Uh, that was Wrestle Kingdom is in a, a, a building called the Tokyo Dome. And in the Tokyo Dome, the fans are separated pretty far out because it seats like 40,000. But if you watch like G1 Climax, like any of their regular matches during the year, they're like right up on them. If oh, anything, okay. they kind of look like the like the old ECW where the fans were like right. You know, you had like three feet between the oh, ring. Those were the, the days, fans. man. That's usually how New Japan looks. Where it's like it kind of looks like where you're just kind of renting a warehouse and they're fucking wrestling in there. Oh, basically. Oh, really <laughs> quick, really quick before we get out. I think it'll be next week. It'll either be next week or the week after, but I will have a very special announcement um, that I'll finally be able to talk about. So stay the fuck tuned. Ooh. It's, it's going to be brilliant. That's a good way to get people to, to listen to our next episode. That's what man. I thought. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I hope I don't die. If I die in the next week, they're like, what happened? But well, then you can tell that'll be my special thing. announcement. Yeah. I know you, <laughs> Chris is dead. <laughs> Chris is dead. And he also had webbed toes, by the way, that uh. was the secret. I just got to throw that on. All right, man. Well, it was good talking to you, brother. I missed you, man. I missed talking to you last week. It was good. It sucked, dude. It sucked so bad. So luckily there was absolutely nothing to talk about because we're twiddling our thumbs like a bunch of jackasses. Yeah. It just gave me more, more of an excuse to be a lazy fat ass. It's okay. Hey, there you go. All right, buddy. I'm going to get out of here. All right, bud. Love you, man. Yeah. Be well. Make like some titties and bounce. All right, bye.